Do you ever have to send money internationally? With family, friends, and businesses all around the globe, I know just how crucial this is. And you don't have to use banks or PayPal. Sure, they'll get your money from A to B, but that transfer is going to cost you a lot more than it should. And it's the old way. Let me tell you about the new, smarter, and cheaper way to send money internationally. TransferWise. TransferWise was founded by two friends, Tavit and Christo, who were frustrated by their bank's bad exchange rates and high fees. They wondered what if they could bypass the banks entirely. So they built TransferWise. That was a whole seven years ago. Today, more than two million people use TransferWise. There's people sending money back home, businesses paying suppliers, freelancers getting paid, the list goes on. TransferWise uses a clever new technology that gives you a great exchange rate and a low fee. So put some extra money in your pocket for the more important things. Because no one ever said it's important that my bank gets some extra money. Test it out for free at transferwise.com slash podcast or download the app. Once again, that's transferwise.com slash podcast. Transferwise, the wise way to send money. Transferwise.com slash podcast. Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. Today, I have a super exciting surprise guest, also a surprise guest for me, because I did not know she was going to surprise me. I have the one and only super amazing Laura Hyman on the show. Woo! Welcome, Laura. <laughs> How are you feeling? Awesome. Amazing. It's so, so happy to be back. Happy to be back. <laughs> yes. It wasn't that long ago that we did... Uh, podcast together. So anyone who's new, who doesn't know who Lara is, Lara is an amazing physical therapist, yoga teacher, anatomy genius, mom of two, vegan, superstar. Um, what am I missing? I'm, I am from Princeton, New Jersey. I own a studio there and I'm your co-facilitator. I lead the anatomy part of our teacher, of our teacher training. Yes. Yay. Um, and you are, do you ever call yourself a healer? I, I don't call myself that. And I think it's because I really think that I facilitate healing, but the healing really happens from the individual. I just help it. I really believe that we all have this kind of inner um, physician, for lack of a better word, that wants to heal, wants to help, and wants to be as balanced and free <laughs> as possible. So I'm just, I feel like I'm more a facilitator. If you want to call it a healer, that's such a compliment. But I think it's more just, I know enough to help people um, find their own kind of inner self like we talked about before. Yeah, and specifically in terms of um, healing from physical pain mm -hmm. and body stuff and the overwhelming amount of questions that we have received <laughs> like last time when I was like I have Laura Hyman on the show who wants to ask a question we got like 600 questions about people's specific ailments and pain which is very hard to diagnose in a podcast so that's yes. not what we're going to go into today we're going to talk about some more general stuff and things that everyone can apply um But let me share a little bit. So, so everyone who's listening, if you heard last week's episode, you know that I have been in like immense, overwhelming pain for a really long time. <laughs> And it's just, uh, it's been, I don't know, six or seven weeks where like I haven't felt free in my upper back. It hasn't been constant, like intense stabbing, shooting pain every day, but it's been waking up every morning feeling really stuck and really tight and really tense. Um, and I've spoken about that a little bit and I've spoken about the emotional connection and the connection to stress. And when I feel overwhelmed and then I get this stuck feeling and then, da, da, da. And then last week, uh, Dennis went to Florida to do a half Ironman there, there. And I was alone with the baby for the first time in my life, which is 
I felt ashamed saying that because people are like, oh, I'm a single mom. I've been alone with my baby every day. <laughs> um, but I just haven't been. I mean, I've had like a day alone, like a bunch of times, but I have never been like five days alone with her. And I was a little nervous about it because I always have all this support. Um, but I thought we we're going to have so much fun. It's going to be all great. And then the day before he leaves, I wake up in the morning and I felt so awesome. I even like, I did, and I haven't felt good on a yoga mat in so long. So what I've done on a mat has been like super mellow, like doesn't merit like an Instagram, anything. Like I haven't shared anything from my practice at all. And then I felt so good the day before that I was like, I did two Instagram lives. I flowed like three times that day. I was like, oh, feeling all like I'm back in my body. Like, yay. I'm so, you know, everything's awesome. And then in the morning I was like, Dennis, I feel so good in my body for the first time like I'm so great he's like oh and then, he had, and then he brought the baby in and I bent over to pick her up and something said snap like it was like a like a snap and mm -hmm. my neck went like bye mm -hmm. <laughs> and I couldn't move and I became completely completely paralyzed like completely like I was like robot person couldn't shift couldn't look side to side just <sighs> and I've shared a little bit about the the journey through that and how my normal reaction is always like panic and frustration and anger and I shouldn't have done that. I shouldn't have picked my baby up and all this stuff, which is of course insane because we live life and of course I'm going to hold my baby and, 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 you know, do the things I do. And then randomly this whole <laughs> week has just been like a series of events of insane Things where I in one day had like a really good massage randomly by a person I didn't know. And then I went to acupuncture for the first time in a year. It was amazing. And then on my way from acupuncture, I had this like enough is enough feeling. Like I'm not going to live with this pain anymore. I'm going to research. I'm going to find people. I'm going to bring people here. I'm going to like make myself my number one priority. And then I open the door to my house and who is squatting behind the kitchen counter <laughs> like a little weirdo? <laughs> Laura Hyman, <laughs> randomly in my kitchen in Aruba. And you just like, yeah, tell me how the hell that happened. Fairy because... godmother. <laughs> Fairy godmother. Well, we, had, we had talked last week and then we Skyped because I really did, I could sense that you were in a lot of pain. And I think that you are, I know you're really strong and I know you are determined. And so you don't want to be sidelined. It's like more like I don't have time to be in pain type of thing. But I could really sense that it was having more than just this was a, a nuisance. This was really troubling. I could sense it. And so I, last week, I was like, I need to get down there. And you were joking, like, really? And I try. I thought about it. And then I had <laughs> I so like, That's crazy. I know. <laughs> I know. Let me come down there. I just need to get my hands on you. So um, it just, then I thought I, I didn't really have time. So let's try and do a Skype. And we did the noodling, which did help a little bit, but I still. Yeah. People asked about that. I know. So Laura was like, we, let's do a FaceTime session for like a little bit of foam rolling or a little mm -hmm. bit of rolling for your neck. And she's like, do you have a pool noodle? I was like, what for my pool? <laughs> Am I, so are we doing this in the pool? <laughs> like, should I get naked? Like what's going on? She's like, no, get a pool noodle because that's how we roll the neck. And I've yeah. never seen that before. Why yeah. a pool noodle? noodle it's it's just a really great consistency I mean you you felt it like it's it's just it's like that just right amount of compression so you can be on it but it doesn't feel tough and the thing about a, a roller that's nice or a, this um, noodle thing is it distributes the force so it's not like like a ball can be good like a tennis ball sometimes I think thicker or tougher than that is too much because it really um, directs the pressure into one point. And that can be 
a lot on an area that's been stuck or has a lot of discomfort around and it. And what does it do if it's if it's a lot or too much? Because a lot of people will say, okay, you're, you're yes, tight. Yes. Grab like a lacrosse ball or a tune-up ball or something roll super firm. Roll that like yes. Go into the pain yes. and roll, roll, roll. And that's not your way. I'm not into that. I feel like... I feel like our bodies are so smart if we actually tune in and listen. And to cause P-A-I-N, and we'll talk about why I like to spell it out, but really to cause that like wincing sensation. And people, I've had people always be like, oh yeah, I roll out my IT band or I do this. And I'm like, and how's it working for you? Like they do it all the time and it's not getting any better. And I'm like, that's not how it works. Like, it would improve and maybe you'd have to do some tune-ups. So I think when you have some compression on it that's not that type of, you know, where you have to wince, that's what you're aiming for. And so that's why the noodle's really nice. It's firm. It, you want the tissues to kind of melt around it so they're releasing, but you're not going into aggression because when you go into kind of an aggressive, it's like if you got an aggressive massage – your body is the first communicator and it does this like clinch. You, you felt that when somebody grabs and, or massages you and you just, you're like, I'm trying to relax, I'm trying to relax. But then everything starts mm-hmm. to clinch. Your body is really sensing like this is too much. And there are, from a nervous system perspective, there are receptors in the skin, they're in the connective tissue that have pain receptors in there. Whoops, I said the word. But they have <laughs> receptors in there that give you this sense of sensation. So anyway, the foam roller, the Is it true that you can like overroll a part of the body so much that your like little receptors die is that is that real i don't know i haven't heard, heard that, that. i haven't heard become, that like numb if you people that overroll and they roll and roll and wow roll. that's intense yeah that's probably not maybe a good it's idea not maybe, it's, maybe it's a thing i heard but yeah <laughs> maybe that's a warning but yeah i mean it's not a good idea like if those receptors are speaking we should listen and so it should feel like you can be there comfortably is what i think mm-hmm. and i've just thought that for the you know two decades plus that i've been practicing pt that it's not a good idea to cause people more discomfort. We want to try and help them again be be their own healers. Mm-hmm. So the noodle is really great because it doesn't it wasn't you know it wasn't uncomfortable even when you were really not feeling great. It didn't feel bad. Like it just allowed some of those bound up tissues that really you know and when they're bound like that they lose oxygen that causes discomfort. It's like a it's like a cycle. So just to kind of get them to be like not on guard all the time is the first line of defense. And so it's such a different approach. It's like the, the communication mm-hmm. versus it everything. is you're communicating. It really is. And we'll talk more about that. But the the connective tissue, the fascia that I talk about a lot, it is it is just this large communicative network. Tell us about fascia. What is fascia? So fascia is it's a it's literally connective tissue. So we are, as we were talking about earlier, we were like big bags of water and we have to have things that connect us to our bones, to our muscles, to um, our organs. And so fascia is this like kind of wrapping. So you can think of it as like a saran wrap or, you know, you and I both don't eat chicken anymore, but we've seen a chicken breast and how there's that layer of white coating. The goo. The goo. And that's, um, that's fascia. So it is like a webbing, a network that holds everything together and weaves everything together. How much fascia do we have? Oh, a shitload. A shitload. Uh It's, it's like they used to, um, in anatomy labs, they used to just take it out and put it in a centrifuge, which is just like, because they thought it was just this kind of goo. And then they started realizing like, whoa, this stuff actually has a purpose beyond just kind of holding on to the muscle. And they now know it has these communicative properties, like the receptors that 
tell you, get a sense of tension and discomfort. And, and, um, so, and it needs to have, it's really a lot of water. It's like water molecules on top of collagen and elastin to be specific. And so if you don't move, those water molecules kind of can dry up. And so you do get this more brittle quality to it. But that's always, always, you can always do something about that through movement. It's hydrating. So it brings that water molecule back into the fascial network. By moving your body. By moving your body. So the fascia is really important because it... We talk about everything in parts like my hip, my shoulder, but it's all connected and it's all connected via the fascia. And so even muscles, we've just named them like quadriceps or serratus anterior because it's just, it's easier to think of them in those parts and the the action they have on a joint. But truly it's all just one network of um, muscle has a different type of property. It has contractile properties to it that makes the muscle work. And then the fascia connects to that. So you can't, you can't talk about them separately. They're one and the same. Um, they, don't, they don't do the same thing, but you don't separate like, oh, my muscle's torn. Well, no, there's fascia over it that also is injured. So what's the difference between, because a lot of people will, will talk about, you know, getting a massage or mm-hmm. body work or something, um, using oil on mm-hmm. the body for, for that type of work versus myofascial. Yeah. Um, like work. the what's stuff the difference I've been doing. It? Yeah. yeah. So fascial work, you don't use oil. You um, are, I'm just moving the fascia, which is underlying the skin over the muscle and allowing it to glide and kind of finding where there's stuck parts like to another muscle or to a bone and using my fingers to release that. When you have oil, you lose that communication. So that's the other part of like I'm communicating with your fascia today when I was working on it. My fingertips are, have the most amount of neurons practically of in terms of sensation. So I can feel so much. And when I have that lubricating oil between that, that substance, I lose some of that communication for sure. So fingers right on top of the fascia, I can really feel like, wow, this part is glued down. This part is mobile. This part is, has more like puffiness to it. You know, I can feel the different quality of the tissue and the tissue has different quality Mm -hmm. to it. Yeah. So, so tell everyone what the first thing you noticed about me and my situation, because I don't know what's going on. And this is a, this is part of my uh, the emotional strain that this pain puts on me is because I am super control freak. I like to know what's up, why is why are things the way they are. Uh, if something isn't good, I want to know like step one to ten of how to fix the problem so yeah. I can like get on with my life. And then this pain, it's just I I don't know what the hell <laughs> brings it on. Like I haven't been able to distinguish a pattern in when it arrives. Uh, what is it that I'm doing wrong? And my last podcast was about. Um, completely letting go. It's so interesting that this podcast is so totally different, but my big epiphany last and yet week was, no, freedom, it's the same, right? Freedom, freedom, same thing, but letting same, go. But it's, yeah. Yeah. But it's different because last week was like, I can't sit here and beat myself up over my day to day. And what am I doing wrong? And, you know, go into my mind about all this stuff that I should have done different or should have done less or more of or whatever. Like it doesn't help me because I don't know the answer. Right. So I just sit here and I'm super frustrated and I feel like oh, I should have done something differently. But then last week I was like, you know what? Maybe this is just what it is. Every three, four months I throw my back out and I can't move for a couple of days. And that's just life. I'm just going to let it be and meditate into this pain and, and try to see what comes from that. And now it's been one week and I'm like, 
<laughs> How did That's that work? just yeah. what it is. Like, am I fucking insane? <laughs> right. I'm 29 years old. I should mm-hmm. not have, my back should not snap on me every three to four months. Like that shit is not normal. And the level of pain and discomfort that I kind of have just surrendered to is not cool. Like it's not good. And then I think about all the things I give energy and time and money to every day of my life. And then my, me and my pain is like at the very bottom of that list. Like, and I just, I don't want to focus on it. I have better and more important things to do. And so the last week was like, okay, I'm letting, let's just let it be, let it be. It is what it is. And this week is like, it's, it's, it is what it is, but it's not going to fucking stay this way. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, like I need to change and get to the root of everything. So the first thing you figured out, because, you know, I, all I knew is I cannot move. It feels like the pain is everywhere. It stems from my upper mid back, but it's also now neck, which was really weird because I normally don't have neck stuff. Mm-hmm. And you told me I had a, a vertebra out of place or a yeah. transverse, transverse process, process yes. out of yes. place. Mm-hmm. And how, and, and then you just wiggled that little sucker back into yeah, alignment. How that, does that happen? Well, it's... Because um, you don't do adjustments like a chiropractor. Right. And I was explaining to you like... A chiropractor, uh, not all of them, but when we think of traditional chiropractors, they adjust, which is a manipulation. So on a scale from one to five, a five is a full, it's a force. There's a force that's produced at a joint that makes it move. And like the so, traditional thing they do at a right, chiro. That right. Where there's that and snap the, and yeah. there's, it's a force. Like you've, you, like they're coming in. But there's chiropractors who don't do that. They do more of the gentle adjustments, and that's what I was doing on you. So that's where I'm just, like, again, I'm just communicating with your vertebra. Like, let's move back in there. And so I was just using my fingers and just giving it a glide. And you can do that on yourself. I'll teach you how to do that. So if it happens again, um, just for everybody out there, if you feel like you can't rotate your neck or laterally flex it, which means bring your ear to your shoulder because something is stuck and it feels sharp, that's your transverse process. So this happens a ton. People sleep weird and they get this kink in their neck. A lot of times it just goes back on its own. Um, but there's there's ways of just using your own fingers and just finding that um, protrusion, which is the transverse process means it goes straight out from the vertebral body. And then you can just kind of gently nudge it back into place and do some movements with the neck. It's very gentle because again, we're just saying, Hey, you know, I'm going to try and take care of you. So that's what I'm saying. Like you can, you can heal yourself. I don't want to take away from all of us who do this profession of, but really, uh, if I could educate everybody just to pay attention and listen to their bodies and then do some very simple things to get things back uh, in better alignment, I would be way happier than, than having to help, you know, help people that are in severe pain. Right. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. That's what I did with your neck first is that it, you definitely had a reason that you felt like that, yeah. like yeah, a robot. And, it <laughs> and it was what, what it feels like. I mean, for everyone um, listening, it's just, it kind of feels like you're not doing much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it feels like, you know, you're in there with your fingers, but you tell me, okay, there's a, a process out of place and we're going to get it back. But then I'm kind of expecting this like tug or this yeah. shove of some sort because the thought of like this skeletal structure, it's like if something is out of whack, you have to like force it back kind of not at all Mm-mm. but then maybe you worked I don't know like an hour and a half or something just kind of nudging it and then all of a sudden I'm like okay like yeah that gets, it's back into place and I was like what that that seems weird and then I stood up and I could turn my head all the way all the way around like the exercise right. yeah, like <laughs> you're like oh look at this <laughs> <laughs> took all you to a around. new dimension <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that would be awesome yeah. can you do that for I me, would be freaked me? out like okay <laughs> <laughs> too far too far go stranger back. things yeah 
change your things. No, but then totally, you know, and then after that, my neck felt like so much better immediately, but it, there was no, no force there. Yeah. Yeah. Just, and I think that's really so important is that we, A, should not be freaked out by pain, pain and that, like I told you, I don't like to use that word because when we say pain, our brain actually has a reaction to that. It's like, what? There's pain somewhere? Where is it? Where is it? It's like a little dog. Like, what? What? Where is it? Where's the treat? And so if you think less of like, wow, there's there's something going on and my body's just telling me something is awry. So I need to be aware of this and not, you know, put it in the back drawer and do something about it in a gentle way. Like, I don't have to do anything aggressive, but, um, and there's, just some of the neck stretches that I've done on classes on 108, um, just those little bit of movements that I was doing on you as I'm doing it right now. <laughs> um, but you can do it on yourself. And and if you go and get a massage or if you get a big adjustment and it does not feel good while it's happening, I just, I'm not a fan of that. I just don't think that's great. Because I think, like I was telling you, would you ignore your crying baby? Never like, but you, we ignore our own crying baby in our body all the time. And we just kind of like put it aside, turn off the monitor and go about our day. And we do that over and over again. And so you have to be gentle with your body, just like you would with a crying baby. You're not going to go and make it uh, aggressively painful by somebody working on you or, or on yourself. So I think it's just, uh, that's why movement is important because movement can be, a small thing. It doesn't have to be like people think it's an all or nothing. Like I haven't moved in so long. I don't know when I'm going to start. It's like, start somewhere, start somewhere. Your do body, something. do yeah. something, do something. Your body's craving it. And what about, uh, because we talk about this a lot. So when you are in that moment of, of like critical or immense pain, like I have been. Yeah. And then I, the first thing I notice is of course, it's way worse in the mornings when I wake up mm-hmm. and I'm stiff and yeah. I've slept all night. It's like, I felt like I've taken five steps back and it's worse than the day before. And then the more I move about, the more yes. blood flow comes to the area, the more I heat up and then I start feeling a lot better. So but how does that go together though? Having, being in pain and still continuing to move your body. Does it mean you have to move the area where you feel pain or does it mean just any kind of general movement? Um, well, both, I think. I mean, it's a really good example. Like when you wake up in the morning, you, that's when you often feel the most pain. Think about it. You've been still, you've been still. So everything goes kind of pulls back into this tightening ball. And so, and your body's telling you that doesn't feel great. Uh, now for somebody that doesn't have something out of alignment or, or discomfort, just a little bit of movement, everything will start to go, uh, get better, but you can get in the shower and get some warmth on there. So heat will be the, like that superficial heat will feel good and then start rolling the shoulders. Um, if it's in the shoulder, if it's in the place, it's okay to move it as long as it's not creating more, um, discomfort you know, um, but moving, you don't have to move the area, but you should move near it at least. Sometimes the pain is not actually the area like we were talking about earlier. The pain that you're experiencing is not actually where the issue is, in issue in the tissue. The like issue. for you, the second thing I did on you was yeah, I found... Yeah, let's talk about that because yeah. what the hell? <laughs> what the fork is that going was on? crazy. So the first day, yeah, we had like 90 minutes or maybe almost two hours in the morning and then in the afternoon, like three hours or something mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where you were kind of the side of my ribs and, and upper back and, and everything. And then today, I mean, I'm feeling... <sighs> like a new person, like completely different. I feel like there's, there's oxygen in my head now. It's like my brain has come alive again, which makes, yeah, it's like when you can't move Mm -hmm. and you're stuck, it's like nothing, there's no energy 
Yes. Moving up there. It's so literally just, not blood going in the same like way it could be. Like no. you're not getting the same amount and of right oxygen. right now I feel a little bit high. I know. It's like, we're going to do a podcast. You're going to be all high. Yeah. You're like, should we, should we rub or record? Like, <laughs> we record and then rub. I'm like, let's yeah. rub and then record because then it'll be nice and high for the podcast. I don't know what to exper- explain it, like it, compare it with because I'm not like a druggy person. Mm-hmm. I haven't done a lot of drugs. Well, it's like after a good shavasana, right? It's like after you've no, had a nice... I don't think so. No, it's even better. It's more like buzzy and buzzy. like high. Mm-hmm. That is it's true. It's not so much like yeah. grounding. It's more like a... Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Like I've never done cocaine, but mm-hmm. I can imagine that. You don't need like, it. Or maybe ecstasy or something yes. like that. I don't yeah. know. Anyway, so today um, you were just going to give me like a little like a little tune up and see how we're doing. Mm-hmm. And then you found out that I have uh, a, to- a whole vertebra out of Yeah. Place. So you, all your cervical stuff was staying this the transverse process was still back in alignment after we got up there and then i wanted to really dig into the stuff that you've talked about and you've talked about on your podcast this kind of pain in the center of the scapula like heart center type stuff and um but you also had a real injury there eight years ago you said in costa Mm -hmm. rica and so i thought let's just go and again the pain is only telling me or again your discomfort that sharpness is just telling me something, but it's often not the actual area. So like my, one of my kinesiology teachers said, hear about the pain, but go somewhere else. Like it's only telling you that the, somewhere else is nearby is actually the problem. Else. Right. And why is that the case? Um, because usually, so for you, like this vertebra had been shifted. It was laterally shifted, meaning it moved to the side. So it was not in line with the rest of the vertebra. And so... That might not actually cause any discomfort, except that there's tissues attached to it. So if you follow the line of the tissues attached to it, they have to do more work to hold it kind of in center. And so they are grabbing. They're like, it's like grabbing a rope and pulling. So that's where you're feeling the discomfort is the grabbing part. But the actual place that's out of alignment you weren't having any pain. No, no, it was. So much. that's why pain, like if somebody has pain in their knees, I almost never look at the knees. I mean, I'll look at them, but I look at how they're moving above and below. And often it's the hips. Sometimes it's the feet. So I, I mean, I look at everything. And sometimes it is the knees are like some kind of something's off. But 90% of the times it's the hips. But the pain is being experienced in the knee. So the, again, it's just a communication, but you don't want to get stuck in the area of the communication. But that's sort of how the brain works, though, and yeah. it's also the, the P word. Yeah, the P word. <laughs> don't talk about the don't P talk word. Talk about yeah. the P word. So the idea of being in pain or mm-hmm. being in P word, mm-hmm. um, it becomes this ingrained idea. And also, I mean, you, you get that with anyone who experiences pain or is sick or has some sort of like ailment uh and i feel like it gets worse the older you get like this mm-hmm. how the mind attaches yes. to things you know yes. you meet someone and they'll tell you about their pain and the whole story of it and how long it's been there and you know you can kind of go on and on and dig yourself in this pit of pain because of course it's awful to live your life with all of this discomfort and we want to right eventually we attach this story to it like how did it arrive and how does it play out and when does it come and when does it go and what am i doing right and wrong and, and all of these things and we get so stuck on this one like point so me, even when I'm not, so the injury I had was eight years ago, I went whitewater rafting in Costa Rica and it was like a class four, something crazy river and, uh, bouncing up and down. And I had uh, just done a yoga teacher training. So I think I was probably like a little exhausted or maybe had something that was, wasn't hundred percent in balance already. Uh, but like this huge rapid, like 
you know, rock. And I flew off the wooden seat and then went down like, bam. And I could sense like something just, it felt like my back had broken mm -hmm. right at the back of my, at, like my, between my scapula, like my, um, the back of my heart. And since then, like eventually the pain went away. It took maybe like months. I couldn't breathe properly. Like it was a really, really long process. And then we'll go away all together. But then, I don't know, a year later, like I, I did something and a snap of that exact same pain came back. And since then, it's been like every four or five months or whatever, it happens. But then even when I'm not in pain, I find myself like if I'd get a treatment or just a massage or go to the spa, I have this thing and I'd be like, I had an injury there. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not even don't in pain. Touch it. Yeah, yeah. Don't go there, yes. you know, because I don't mm -hmm. want anybody to trigger anything mm -hmm. or like I'll tell the story about this place where I have pain, even though I'm not in pain. Mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. it becomes like this fear around right. it. Like I don't want to move the wrong way or in yoga class, if I'm doing a workshop or a class with someone I don't know, I always, and they're like, are you okay with an adjustment? I'm like, yeah, but I have an injury here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's not even relevant because there's no P. Right, there's no right, right. There, but I tell myself it is and then maybe it arrives because my brain is like, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> is that how it goes? Like, Yeah, because you've, you've, you know, again, I want to be very clear. I'm not discounting anybody's experience of pain, discomfort, whatever you want to call it. Um, but what I want to say, <laughs> there's, there's, on your phone. no, it's behind me. Oh, oh Siri. Siri. Oh my God. Siri is listening. Siri, said, <laughs> no, Siri says, what can I help you with? Siri, we're cool over here. Siri, we have no pain. <laughs> we have no pain, Siri. Okay. So that's always wild when that happens, like yes. way away from what you. Like, hell? what the hell? She's like, okay. So, so I don't want to discount anyone's experience of discomfort or pain ever, ever, ever. I will never discount it. But I will say, like you said, we can create a kind of story and um, just attachment to this idea of what happened there. And then there's a vulnerability. And that's what I think you're really talking about is there's, you have a vulnerability and you don't trust that. And it's, some of it is primal, like you're guarded. You're like, I don't trust that somebody touching me or doing something is not going to set off that pain. But when you anticipate P-A-I-N, your brain already wraps around the idea. It's really true. So you have to believe in your heart once you once you've kind of balanced the body and it's every day is a is you know a new day. There's there's never getting there, but once you have this kind of regular rhythm in your body and the the mechanics of it, you have to really trust that it's going to be okay. Like if you take care of your body, it really wants to work for you for many many years. So People have idea like the worst thing is I'll have somebody 50, 55, 60, you're like, well, I just, you know, I'm, I'm getting older, so I just don't do very much, and this is tight, and this is tight, and I, I don't like getting on the floor, and I'm like, well, you can't get on the floor, you're 55, like, you want, don't you want to play with your grandkids? Don't you want to be able to get off the floor? God forbid you fall on the floor, like, we... And then when I pose it like that, they're like, oh, well, of course. But they've had in their mind that this aging is a downhill battle and that I'm just, I'm just falling apart, right? And the stories that we have about our discomfort or pain are very similar. Well, it's, I just have this. This happened to me. And I just got to watch out for it, quote, quote, unquote. And I think in most circumstances, it's unnecessary. There's very few people have to really be guarded in that way that something's going to happen. Hmm. But 
I think when you anticipate pain, you're almost always going to experience it eventually. You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. Are you hiring? Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. As a business owner myself, I know we need something better than praying for the right people to see a job we posted somewhere online. ZipRecruiter knows that there's a smarter way, so they've built a platform that finds the right job candidate for you. ZipRecruiter takes the time to learn what you're looking for in a quality candidate and then identifies those with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find your next hire. And in fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just one day. And ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive so you never miss a great match. The right candidates are out there and ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. So right now, my listeners can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. One more time, try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash yoga. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. But I mean, this is similar to, I mean, to anything we talk about law of attraction or mm, what we manifest exactly. in life. Like yes. in training or in retreats or workshops or whatever. And, and, and I'll ask someone to demo something and they'll always say like, oh, but like I, I have no core or my hips are super tight. I can't. I'm like, stop telling yourself that story every day. Like my hips are horribly, they're right. all so tight. I can't do anything. Of course, we get stuck in that narrative and it becomes extra challenging versus like I don't know maybe we're limitless like yeah be curious right I I mean I think about this a lot with the handstand and that's why I love the handstand for me in particular I just but I've seen it I've taught it to thousands of people I can see how it transforms them because it gives them the vision the idea the manifestation of that anything is possible because it seems so difficult like crazy and it's not but I remember when I was trying to learn my brother like would just float up and he was trying to teach me and I mean I talked about this on the first podcast like I had to teach myself but I didn't even start teaching myself until I literally woke up one day and I was like fork it I'm gonna (laughs) learn how to handstand I, I just totally shifted my attitude it wasn't like well I've never handstanded I'm 35 I'm never gonna learn because you know I'm too old to learn it was like I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn. And that, to me, I think it's helped me in so many areas. Like, to me, I really think you have to believe that anything is possible. That doesn't mean it isn't hard work. But that includes getting over this idea that you're in tremendous discomfort and you're just going to, you're resigned for that. Like, Hmm. figure out a way to make yourself feel better. Do more of that. And don't anticipate that you're going to be like that forever is really the best advice. And um, I can give more advice about, we'll get into that, about what what yeah. people should do during the day to feel better. But it is. So anyway, I adjusted your, your vertebrae was literally, so the transverse vertebra had been twisted in your cervical spine, like it just had been rotated. Your actual vertebral body was shifted laterally, meaning it was not in line with the one underneath <laughs> this it. This blows my mind. You're like, uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, and we took a picture of it. I'm like, this I'm going to post this picture today because it looks yes. creepy. It is. And what I was... But how is it yeah. possible that I'm just like walking around as a normal person? With oh my gosh. Scoli- well, think about... I mean, it's basically scoliosis. You just had a... You had a, like scoliosis is when everything isn't quite lined up. And then the tissue that molds around it, it adapts to that. So that, that's why I said the tissue there felt really boggy and thickened. There's a density to it because more 
um, connective tissue kind of like, it's like builders are like, hey, bring some more material here. We've got to put down some more uh, material to, to help this vertebra stay in place. And when we talked about the text neck, that happens there. You get this like lumpy thing. Tell everyone about the text neck because everyone Everybody has pay attention. Neck. Yes. This is a big, this is like a service announcement. <laughs> Public service announcement. Public service everybody. announcements because like we were just working on Jess who's 21 years old. Okay. It's actually, I'm She's 21 it. years old. She's a yoga teacher. Yes. She's super strong. She moves super every strong. day. Right. She's like, yeah, super young. Right. So the point is that healthy. it's happening yeah. to young people. Yeah. And what happens is if you've got this very big head, everybody does, compared <laughs> to the size of your neck. So if your head is a little shifted forward by looking, and you're looking down, and that's what happens. It literally shifts forward to, to look down. All of the muscles that hold the, the skull on top of the very top vertebra, they have to work extra hard because it's like, it's like something's going overboard in a ship and you're like, whoa, right. don't go overboard. So they're like gripping to not let this thing go overboard. And then they're like, we need some more help. So they have more things come in. Well, those things are um, kind of collagen properties. It's basically more material, more building material for to, hold, to on. hold. So it gets thick and it looks like that kind of hump it looks like, like a lump. lump. It, it looks, looks like a, lump. a little lump on the neck. It's a little yeah. lump. And that's just, it's like when you get um, extra bone material, when people talk about bone spurs, it's the same thing. There's been, something has called the calcium deposits to come in and you get bone spurs in it because they want you to stop moving in the same way or they want you, they need more uh, kind of supply, like at the Achilles tendon, it'll get calcification because it gets, the demand is too high. So the calcium comes in to try and, give it more support. But in the shoulder, the bony thing happens more. The spurs happen because it wants you to stop moving the way you were moving. So that's what's the body's so cool. It has like so all smart. Yeah. So smart. It's like, I'm going to, you're not listening. So we're going to, we're going to ramp up the communication <laughs> here and stop you from doing whatever you're doing. But, um, and how do you adjust that? So the text neck <sighs> is big. Like it is, it's serious. I, um, I'm working on it with my daughter all the time and I see her friends. I was telling you, like I saw this musical she's in and all I could think of is look at their bad posture. It's like awful. Like all these young kids, their, their necks are stuck in that forward head. So the thing you can do is we showed it on your Instagram live, but it's, it's everybody sitting here listening or driving or walking, but you just release your chin down toward your throat. First of all, your shoulders of course are you know, back and not, not overly pushed back, but just back and settle down. And then the chin just drops down. You don't want to vigorously draw your chin in like you're double chinning because A, that's not a good look anyway, but it doesn't <laughs> feel good. It's like, that's not, you don't want to take out the natural curve and that's what it does. It's above that natural curve, the very top end of the skull that's tight. So what you want to think about is, as we were saying, like if somebody was tugging your ear, like you were uh, misbehaving and they grabbed your ear and kind of pulled it back and up, that's the feeling you want to have. So both ears are grabbed, pull back and up and the chin will not, you'll feel, sometimes you'll really, once you get used to it, you'll actually feel when your skull settles onto the atlas, that top bone. Um, it feels like, oh, 
okay, that feels right. Like it's balanced. Not doing it now because I mean, mm -hmm. for the past days. <laughs> yeah. You haven't been able to. No, no. I mean, I haven't yeah. been able to not yes. think about this all yes. the time, all the time, all the time. And I think pro my problem was I've been, I've been this stuck for all these weeks, but then I've been finishing my book. So every day for hours I've been writing yes. and I've been trying to prop it up somehow. And, but you know, I'm, I'm sitting at a chair and it's just like, it's you know, tough. It's, it's, it's super, really super tough. hard and I'm yeah. dropping my head all the time. Uh, but now, I mean, since this happened, I, I'm really super conscious about it. And now when I don't do it, I'm like, what the hell is ha Like, it feels so, the jutting out of the chin and the head forward, it feels terrifying. Well, that's terrifying. That's, that's how, actually, that is your fright. That's But the, that's how I kind of am yes, all, the all the time if I don't think about it. Because the phone yes. is down there. Yes. My baby's down there. Yes. My computer is down there. Everything is down there. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? And you know what that's called? That's called sympathetic nervous system overload because that chin out is like huh something's coming like that's that's in our that's in our wiring that that is a state of so it's not only terrible for our connective tissue but it's really bad for our nervous system because we're in kind of constant high guard like we're on lookout we're on lookout it's like uh, it's like this it's a, it's a startle that's what happens when you startle and um so yeah just You've got to watch out for the and it's and so you have to pick your phone up. Yes, you pick your phone up so it's in line with your eyes. And this is crazy. Yes, <laughs> I mean it's, it's yeah. crazy that not everybody does this, but it also it makes you look sort of like intensely yeah. weird, right? <laughs> it either looks like you you're to, constantly you filming to, yourself, yes. <laughs> like you're just like, "Hello, everybody yeah, in the yes. universe, how are we doing?" <laughs> no, but I mean, and but it. it we need you need to invent some I'm sort of device. I'm working on it. We oh have God, to invent you, like, it. Ramp I it up. I, I know. I have so many ideas. <laughs> the only thing I can think about is like you know one of those um, for really bad scoliosis. They would give you one of those. What do you call them? The, the belt, the, the yeah. metal thing. Yes, yes. You need the like brace. one of those. Yeah, a brace. Yes. But then you have like a yes. thing that sticks out in mm -hmm. front of you. <laughs> I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> where the phone sits, so that yeah, you just can kind or of. Or the little like... flying saucer that comes over and reads you yes, text out loud or something. Yes. Oh my God! Something needs shifting. Yeah, and I mean, what I try yeah. doing, which 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 has helped me a lot, is I instead of sending texts a lot, I will do an audio message. Yes, because then it doesn't. I don't have to look at the phone at all. I just hold in the button. I can put my phone down or a little away. Yeah, and just talk. I tell people a lot to to um, dictate their texts, dictate their emails, audio message, any of that where you're not having just look down because you have to look down to type. The other thing is if you get like on the if you kind of save your you know Instagram time or text time to a point where you can. Be comfortable, like on a couch where it doesn't, you know, where you just rest your elbows on your knees and it's at your that level, but you're propped right. up. That's great. Um, What's going to happen then? I mean, for for kids today who have been on their phones since they were like mm -hmm. eight or it's, something. It's actually, they've actually shown, there's a New York Times article and they showed some x-rays of kids that were as young as 12 and they're actually, they're evolving to have a permanent text neck. It's fucking scary. Like it's really, it's a big deal. Permanent. Permanent because they're, they're, you know, our bones are always, um, we kind of think of bones as being hard, like wood, and they're not, they're soft. They have a denseness to them, but it's not like the skeleton that they're porous. They're porous, like right? So, and then those formative years from, uh, you know, well into the twenties, they're still, there's a lot more kind of softness to them. So that they're they're, they shaping. can adapt, right? They can adapt to the height and weight that um, changes as kids get bigger. Um, there's growth plates, all of it. So those years when they're text necking young, it's really bad because it adapts to that. And then it, when it 
like hardens to a degree. You know, it's like I said, it's by the time they're in their 20s, it's kind of already done. There's not like... What do you do then? Well, that's the thing. Uh, you don't. There's like the bone has been shaped that way. It's really hard. So how will that manifest in terms of pain, in terms of... Um, it might not manifest a lot. What It'll be interesting to see what happens. So the two things could happen. One is people will have a big kind of Notre Dame, like the hunchback look, mm -hmm. because they'll have to have so much more support back there because that the skull is that much more off kilter. So it, uh, there's all these great diagrams, you know, in biomechanics. And it's like, if you're a little bit off, it adds two times your, you know, eight pound to 10 pound, 11 pound head. When you're this amount, like it, a I've seen lot that, of what, right. Skeletal, it's, like, right, little, exactly. And then it when just, you tip forward and it shows yes. how much force. So is, all yeah. that is, is a force. So the force has to be reckoned with and back it has to so there's just going to be a lot more of uh, that connected tissue thickening that denseness that holds it in place but along with that comes pain probably i would imagine because it's just not that's not how we we haven't even though that might be a new evolution that's like a de-evolution mm -hmm. um it it's not that's not how it's meant to happen like the head is not meant to be that off kilter so there's just we don't just don't have the muscle supply you know, it's not like we have glutes in the back of our neck. Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're just, they're not, you know, they're not that strong. So yeah, there could be a chronic pain thing. And like you said, how you felt different, like you felt that like blood flow. Well, that's where all of our vessels come up into our brain. Um, and if those are shortened because your head is forward, I, you know, that could, that could uh, make you feel like you're just foggy all the time too. So, I mean, it'd be interesting to kind of, like analyze like to do like a when people are foggy here. are mm. they actually just like not getting enough blood flow you know oh my god no, no it makes total sense yeah yeah you are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl when things get crazy and let's face it things are always pretty crazy i sometimes wind up eating the quickest thing available three meals a day and sometimes these meals and quick meals equal unhealthy ones. Sometimes it's like fruit and vegetables don't even exist. And the worst part, not eating great food sometimes leaves me feeling really low. So I get stressed and sometimes I eat worse. And then, yeah, the cycle repeats itself. That's why I need Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest sends one-step prep, plant-based, healthy eats right to your door. You don't even have to think about making the healthy choice. It's delivered right to you. You can choose from smoothies, savory harvest bowls, overnight oats, and much more, all in perfectly portion cups filled with frozen organic fruits and vegetables. An amazing meal or a snack made from delicious whole ingredients ready for you in as little as 30 seconds. Each cup from Daily Harvest stays fresh in your freezer until you're hungry and then you simply add water or your favorite milk to the cup and then blend or heat. Smoothies and harvest bowls make a great healthy lunch or afternoon snack. I'll even prep overnight oats or chia parfait before I go to bed and grab it as I'm running out the door to teach. Daily harvest cups are perfect to have on hand for those days when you don't have time to cook. They understand that with a busy lifestyle comes the need for convenient but healthy food choices. And these deliciously accessible organic foods from Daily Harvest are becoming my first choice at any time of day. Go try them out for yourself. Go to daily-harvest.com and enter the promo code YOGAGIRL to get three items free in your first box. That's promo code YOGAGIRL for three free Daily Harvest cups at daily-harvest.com. Daily-harvest.com. So everybody listening, I mean, you're listening to this, so you must commit now. Yes. <laughs> Pick your phone up and then put it down. 
Yes. That's also key. We should start like, a hashtag. We should start a like hashtag. Whatever for it is. It. Like, yeah, something really Free good. the tech snack. <laughs> oh my God. No, but it's scary to see because mm-hmm. when you're not thinking of it, yeah, of course. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, I'm, I'm on the phone all the time or I'm doing something else all the time. It's, it's just, no, it cannot right. continue. No, I know. And now I feel really, feel so mindful about it. So it feels weird to not do that. Right. Thing. And that's how you want to feel. You want to feel like it's odd when you do and it. And it doesn't feel yeah. good when you're out of, yeah, yeah. Out of alignment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not the yeah. other way around. Mm-hmm. So what about just day-to-day alignment? We had a lot of questions about that. People asking yeah. that work desk jobs or maybe they're, um, because I'm sure it's, I mean, you have a super inspirational Instagram feed and you are on your mat every day, mm-hmm. several times a day. Mm-hmm. You're moving all mm-hmm. the time. Um, similar to me, I have a job that takes me places. I get to move my body. I can choose kind of in the day, you know, how I move about. Uh, but many people have like, you know, are kind of chained to a desk maybe for eight or 10 hours every single day looking at a computer. Yeah. Um, it's the reality for so many people where maybe there isn't that freedom uh, in, in the same way. And maybe there's, you know, the time that each person has each day to move is very limited and it's one little point in the day. Right. So how can we, or a person working a desk job, improve or really f- start focusing on that um, alignment in the day-to-day stuff? So not just yeah when we have pain. So... I mean, the sitting culture is really tough because we just, again, from our origins, from our w- DNA wiring, we, we are made to move and we're made to move, you know, millions of cycles through um, our lifetime in terms of all of our joints. And so we've taken that and, and limited the movement experience. And I can't tell somebody, hey, quit your job if you have to. So this is for like, if you can't quit your job, here's what you have to do, right? Um, Sitting is not in itself horrible. It's just if you just sit and you don't move, if you sit in one position, if you stood in one position, it could be equally bad. It's that you need to try. So set a timer. I've had people do this and I've had people who work like they are workaholics. They're like, I am, I have to work and I work 12 hours a day. What can I do? And I'm like, okay, put a yellow sticky note, put whatever, if you're electronic, do like a timer for 10 minutes of every hour, minimal, but 10 minutes of every hour, that's not that much, but it, it will. It is so much. Right? If it you will. think in terms it of is. like. It is, right? Oh like, my God. But yeah. it is a reminder. And that the thing too is all the research shows after, I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's seriously like after something like 27 minutes, your what focus yeah. goes. Like you need that break. Like we in a way are almost programmed. We have to do something different for 10 minutes to then come back. And so, you know, productivity, we should talk about that. Like, but what if, do you do then for those 10 minutes? You just move about, you take get a walk. up, you tr- think about moving in as many ways different as you can. So you've been sitting, you need to get up, you need to ex- extend your hips. Um, so walk, go and do some like hip. Like I, I have all these drills on my Instagram where you're just like moving your hip around in circles. I mean, obviously you can't, if you like, at a cubicle, that's going to be hard to do. Go in the bathroom and do it. Go outside and do it. Go in the stairwell and do it. Just move your hip in a circle and move it back in a circle. You've got to move it in a different way. It's been stuck in this kind of flex position. Um, move your head side to side. Ladder, like Rotate it and then also bring one ear to this, the other ear. Roll your shoulders just like you were doing in your video. Like Just roll the shoulders. Freedom. Freedom. Move... At, all of your joints in as, as many ranges as you can. And so say the first hour, you just do a few things with your shoulders and your neck. And then the second hour, you do something with your hips. Or you do something every hour, all of this the stuff. The whole body. But you yeah. need to move in a different way. It's because all of that gets 
kind of molded into that city, seated position and you have to free the fascia, free it up and you can feel. And, and you know, when people are like, oh, this cracks, this cracks, that's fine. Cracking, noise, whatever, it's fine. It actually... Is it just air being released or what no, is it? No, it's not air, but I mean, some some people say that, but it's it's not. It's It's like the soft tissue is just getting hydrated, essentially. So as long as you don't have discomfort with the noise, don't worry about it. I mean, mm. it's fine. It's going to, like, sometimes you'll roll your shoulders and you'll just Why hear, do some joints make more noise than others? Just because they've been in lockdown mode longer. My they've, feet and my ankles always. Right. So every day they pop. Right. So they just have, mean? there's just, there are a lot more joints there. I mean, mm. there's like 30 yeah. some joints in your foot alone. That's a lot. You don't have that in the rest, you know. So it's just a lot more joints to move. And um, you, the foot gets stuck like... Let me tell you, the rigid foot is a big problem too. Mm. It's like the rigid neck. People need to get out of their shoes. They need to spread their toes. They need to move and have mobility in their feet. You know, we should be able to have almost, not quite as much because we don't have the opposable thumb, but we should be able to pick up stuff with our feet. Like yeah, have I that. love that idea. Right. I had a, a participant in a retreat who was a, she wasn't a physical therapist. I cannot remember the name of the... <sighs> of her, her thing, but, um, she worked with a lot of professional athletes and baseball players and stuff. And she said what she would do is she would, um, prescribe them to 20 minutes a day. You have to be outside and walk on something slightly uncomfortable barefoot. And if they didn't have the space to do that, she would make them like glue little rocks and gravel onto a plastic mat and put it in the shower. Wow. So when they shower, they have to walk around like on yes. this thing because they're in the shower. So they're not wasting any time. And I was like, Oh my God, like this sounds like it to me, it makes so much sense because yeah. I can sense that when I'm barefoot, when I'm on the beach, when I'm you know, and I, I never wear like big, I mean, I live in Aruba, so I have the luxury of being like, you know, but even a, a flip flop, it's like, yeah. it's a weird, it is the texture. Yeah. And it's yeah, it's yeah. the closer you are to the surface without anything being on there. Um, it's that you are, there's energy. Everything has energy. The floor has energy. And so when you put a soul between you and the floor, that's dulling the energy exchange and the mud. And then of course, if you really Oh my gosh, shoes are a whole other thing. But shoes are basically a semi-binding structure. Like you think about the Chinese, how they used to bind the foot. We're doing the same thing in just not as an aggressive way. But people, I can't even tell you the feet that I see. It's crazy. But what about, you know, people live in, in cold places and you have to put like boots on. And yeah, well, you got to take them off though. You got to take those off at whenever you can. And I know again, like people are like, well, I work in a corporate setting. I'm like, well, you got to either put in, put the sensible shoes on. Which What's the sensible shoe? It's not a high heel. Like that I can tell you. <laughs> I know. I'm like this. I'm like the buzz killer for anybody who's like fashionista. I'm like the high heel is just it throws everything off. But um, yeah, I mean, even do you ever wear, wear heels? Very rarely. And you know what? I'm and then I kind of prepare that it's gonna. I'm gonna feel it the next day to some degree. It won't be. I won't be in. Where do you feel it most? Shins. Um, lower back. It depends. It depends on like what the shape of the heel is if it throws yeah. me more forward if it's um that it's just a thinner heel like if I it's always a feel thicker, like I've chunky done... heel it's a, it's not as bad it feels like it's more distributive it's versus a, like a stiletto or something yeah like something like thinner that. is that'll that'll hit you in your back yeah no sure. I always feel like lower back and shins yeah. after I've worn right. heels it's like oh like because it's need throwing to do you something. forward yeah, so your shin muscles have to hold you it's mm -hmm. like they've been thrown out of whack so they're contracting constantly 
to hold you from not and we're falling like completely forward. the wrong people too but i know uh, you know I'm, I'm going to uh my, my best friend olivia who you know yeah. uh, is getting married and uh and i'm freaking out about what i'm supposed to wear and shoes and what do you mean and because i'm so horrible at it i think it's yes. fun but i'm yes. also really bad at it and all our friends in sweden are like you know it's like a i think when you live yeah. in the city you're just yeah. more oh, conscious so of fashion hip. and yes. everybody's hip yes. and and I just have no clue what to wear or what to pair it with or what kind of shoes. And I'm like, can I just be barefoot? Like, oh, please, can I just be barefoot? Like, please, please, please. Even for, for when me and Dennis got married, all I just said, I'm like, I don't care where we are, how we do it. I'm going to be barefoot. Yes, I love like, that. Like, if we're in the winter, no matter what. And I got I got to be, he he refused. He was right. like, I, I'm not that kind of hippie. Like, yeah, no. Yeah. So he had like proper wedding shoes on and I was barefoot. It was super fun. I got barefoot as quickly as possible too. I mean, it's... When you know you're going to dance too, it's like such a great excuse. So you could wear something a little bit less. What re- about people like like a Michael Franti, you know, who mm-hmm. like the barefoot yeah. singer guy? He yeah. never has shoes. He doesn't own a pair of shoes. Oh, I bet his feet are amazing. <laughs> I bet they're amazing. Like it's funny when you look at somebody like that, like if you if he held up the bottom of his foot, you could, and this is what people should do. They should look at their bottom of their feet. There should be a muscularity to it. And for a lot of people, there's not. It's like almost this... It's it's almost just this kind of deadened looking tissue that just because hmm. it doesn't it's not working, so your your feet should have some denseness to them, some muscularity to them. Um, when people struggle, like in yoga, in a one legged um, you know leg balance, like airplane right. or warrior, and they're like, oh my god, and then they cramp a butt. They usually cramp in their feet. Well, their feet are super; they're just not strong. Hmm. That's the problem. And so the feet. Anytime you have a cramp like we were talking about the other day with Dennis, like it's either a hydration or a mineral issue or it's that the muscle is the too much demand is being held on it and it just decides to, you know, clench up. So if the feet are cramping and you're in a one, you need to do, I always say, if, if you're cramping, you need to do this more. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, and you have to go um, rise up on your toes and lower the, I do this on my Instagram too, where you lift and lower on the heels because you want all that, that fascia, that connective tissue on the back that, goes from the plantar surface all the way up the calf into the hamstrings. When people have weaker hamstrings, I go to the foot. It's all connected. So they need to lift and lower those heels, get the calves stronger, so that uh, the chain and the hamstrings get stronger as well. Hmm. Aside from uh, text neck, what do you mm-hmm. think is the, what's the one thing people should be doing that kind of sort of applies to, to everyone? I mean, we've covered text mm-hmm. neck is one thing. Yeah. Being barefoot more often. Yes. But if you could give like a general, a general thing that we could all usually, most of us well, improve on. I think working the core, I'm always going to say. Oh, yeah. And how to do that, say like, say you're during the day and you can't just drop on the floor and do some core work, whether it's, you know, doing some abdominals or forearm plank, you can go again. And this is what I'll have people do. Go against the wall, stand against the wall where your back is against the wall and try and draw your front body into your back body as much as possible. And that also sets this foundation for a better posture. So you stand against the wall, the back of your skull is against the wall, the back of your low back, your sacrum's on the wall, your knees can be bent, it doesn't matter, your feet are um, underneath your hips. And then you just suction your belly back, you draw your front ribs, you kind of feel like you're gonna uh, fasten your two side ribs together. And then just stand there and it'll feel like you're in a straight jacket <laughs> for people how who fun. <laughs> yeah. How fun for people who aren't used to doing it. It'll feel like they're just like <clears throat> straight jacketing, but they need to start to get that sense of 
everything drawing into their center axis of energy, which is right along the spinal column. The, and, and then they'll walk away from the wall and that, that'll be blueprinted in their body for a while. And the more you do that, so if you do that like once an hour, go to the wall and do that, slurp the belly in. Let's put that, let's put this exercise on your Instagram account. So when people hear this, if you're wondering what what Lara means right now, you can put it on there tomorrow morning or later today. Yes. Yeah, you can go find it there because that's a really, that's a really valuable thing. And it's such a hard thing to, to remember though, because when I used to be really into like super dynamic practice and it was Mm -hmm. all about inversions and then it came so natural to me that I was always doing core work all the time. And then I sort of had the baby and completely lost touch with everything around that general area of, of my body. And I don't think of it as like a necessity anymore. Like I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's like I fully lost touch with how important that is and how it affects everything else. It does. And I want to find my way back there, but I'm just... You will. We're going to develop your program and we'll stick to it. Oh my God. Because how we connect to our center, it affects so much of the pain we do or do not experience in the peripherals. Absolutely. So all the people that ask about, what do I do about my piriformis? What do I do about my hamstrings? My everything, honestly, 99% of the answer is more core. Because when that is drawn in and integrated, that everything can move freely off of that, organically off of that, and with a a sense of efficiency. So it's that idea of not losing our energy and holding on to it and and moving it around better. But it's it's not going to happen to that degree if you've kind of like just spilled all the core stuff out, Mm -hmm. you know, just gets lost. And why lose your energy? You know, again, like if you really are your best friend, which you should be, and this all goes into the emotional part too, we want to take care of ourselves. Well, this is like we've talked about before. It's not about what you look like. It's about what you feel like. And if you can be the best person you can be, it's like being your best healer is paying attention to your body. And that is being strong enough to structurally hold your body to do the things that it wants to do. You don't have to like do it. 90 minute vigorous vinyasa practice every day or run 10 miles. It doesn't have to be in like this extreme thing or not, you know, it's like start somewhere. And I think that just give yourself permission and then stay committed to it hmm. of movement and connecting to the core. You are listening to from the heart conversations with yoga girl. When it comes to your health, brushing your teeth is one of the most important parts of your day. But if you're a person with a mouth, it's likely that you don't brush your teeth for the full two minutes and change your brush on time or even brush twice a day. I understand the struggle and so does Quip. That's why they've combined dentistry and design to make the perfect electric toothbrush. Quip is the new electric toothbrush that eliminates all those difficulties in keeping on top of your oral hygiene. Quip packs just the right amount of vibrations with guiding pulses to alert you when to switch sides, making brushing the right amount effortless. No charger or wires means Quip is compact and light, and it comes with a mount that suctions right to your mirror and unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel anywhere, whether it's going in your gym bag or your carry-on. Brushing twice daily has never been easier at home and on the road. And because the thing that cleans your mouth should also be clean, Quip subscription plan refreshes your brush on a dentist recommended schedule delivering new brush heads every three months for just five dollars including free shipping worldwide all of this is packed into a slimmer design at a fraction of the cost of bulkier traditional electric brushes it's no wonder that quip is backed by a network of over 10,000 dental professionals including dentists hygienists and dental students most toothbrushes don't get named one of time magazine's best invention of the year but quip 
did. Find out for yourself just why. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash yoga girl right now, you'll get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack for free at getquip.com slash yoga girl. Spelled G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash yoga girl. I was thinking about that a lot when we spoke about that uh, a little while back, but how uh, having a baby and that kind of, I mean, loss of core connection, mm -hmm. I mean, of course, because you're busy growing something there and everything separates and, you know, but also then when you have your baby, how all of your own energy, everything goes into the child, right? Whether yes. through, you know, emotional, energetic, time, you know, love, breastfeeding, everything that, that goes into that. And that feeling that I think many new moms have of sort of losing themselves after mm -hmm. being a new mom or after having a baby. Is that a part of that? How the energy connects with the emotional body of, you know, I lost this physical sense of being here mm -hmm. around my own axis and now my axis is over there. Like that's how I felt when I had Leia Luna. Like my axis is, I don't even care about myself anymore. Like it was right. the first three days after I gave birth, like someone had to tell me, did you pee? Yes. <laughs> Did you pee today? And I was like, oh my God, I haven't peed in like 14 hours. <laughs> like, right, right. I had to tell myself to like eat and drink and because it was like nothing else matters because look at this being that's like right. here. You know, it's just so, how does that connect the emotional part with all of this physical stuff and how it, how yeah. it manifests in the body? Well, what I would always say is look at your child as an extension of you. And if you don't take care of you, you're in, you're not taking care of your child. You know what I mean? Like we have to start thinking about ourselves as the center of the universe, not our children, not our spouses, not our job. <laughs> we are this because if we aren't functioning and if we're not happy and if we're not balanced and we're not working on always um, raising the bar for ourselves, then we're not going to be our best for those other beings in our life. So I would first say that because if I can't tell you the number of women who said to me, oh my gosh, I am finally coming back to myself. It's been six years. It's been eight years, whatever, like gaps of time. Oh, that sounds horrible. Right? I cannot, I but don't want to be that it's, person. Uh, so I do think there is this idea, and I don't know if it's an idea people have of like motherhood or, um, you know, some of it I think is in our hard wiring that we are the caretaker we birthed them they came out of our body they are part of us we have to think of their needs first but it really um it really is it's not the case like we have to take care of ourselves first because if we're not our best we're we're just gonna we're, you're wa sleepwalking through life honestly a lot of I, i've seen a lot of those moms and i can see and they and it's would so easy to they get would, lost. Right. And they never intentionally do right. it. No, no, no. They and think I mean, they're doing the right so thing. There's so much love there. Yes. And it's just. Oh. And I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, oh my God, Leah Luna has a rash. Yeah. And we're like at the doctor's office. I'm Googling shit, like right. natural remedies for right. this and that. And I look at it every day and I'm like wondering, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? And I'm like, oh my God, she has a rash. And it's like a minor rash. It means nothing. And then I'm like, and then I have this like debilitating pain. <laughs> Right. Where like I wake yes. up in the morning and I cannot move and I'm like, it's okay. Like I'll worry about that later. Like yeah. how this does not make any sense. Right. You know, and you're not alone, not but sense. look at you. Like you're, you have so much, so many other things too. So think about somebody who has, they think their child is their kind of everything and their job and they just completely shut down, um, taking care of themselves hmm. and, and Kind of the culture supports that. Like, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom. Well, then you must be staying at home and be very busy doing all of that. 
And it's like this, almost like, that's your job, so you got to do mm-hmm. all the shit. Well, that's like, like, like you have to sacrifice five people working. Like a stay-at-home mom is working harder than Jesus, anybody. Yeah. Jesus, no. Right? Yeah. So um, We made a decision last week from here on now in the company, we're only going to hire moms. Right? <laughs> okay, we haven't like yeah. written it down in like yeah. a, a thing or whatever. But like moms are, if you can be a mom, if you're taking care of a child, if you birth a child, like you're going to be more patient than anybody else. You're going to know how to multitask. You're going to be like, like moms yes. are super Badass. heroes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I was like, I don't understand. And there's like discrimination against moms in the workplace. I'm like, are these people Crazy. insane? Because they'd be the best. What a workers. mom can yeah. do. Yeah. Are you kidding? They would sacrifice a lot. Of, and those are the ones that you're going to be like, and you're going to make sure that you take care of yourself because right. the tendency is to, to, uh, you know, do things for others. And so I think that if we just start to shift the paradigm that we are the center and we have to take care of ourselves, like we have to be our own healer. And when we heal ourselves or take care of ourselves, nurture ourselves first, we're going to be better for everybody else. And that's just, you know, marry somebody who has that same <laughs> same idea. And if they don't, then you better convince them because that's not an argument. That's just, that's a non-negotiable hmm. in my mind. It's like, take care of your, you know, it doesn't mean being selfish or like forgetting everybody, but that's not often the case. People are... Um, but it's also, I mean, we, we get stuck in these roles, I yeah, think, also, yeah. of, of who we are and what we do in our in our day-to-day. And when I had this epiphany, and then when you you came and surprised me and all of this stuff, and then I was like, everyone around me like cares so much about me. Like, I was just, like yeah. blown away. And, and Angela, our, our COO, like made this happen with you, and you're taking time out of your life to be here to help me with my pain. And I'm like, and I don't even you know, give myself this, this mm-hmm. care. Like it's, to me, it's just totally crazy. And then I decided that we're, we're traveling on Sunday. We're going to go to Spain. So, uh, this guy who's really amazing that I work with in Sweden, he's going to come to Spain for a week and work with me there. So that this is not just, Oh, that one time I threw my back out and Laura helped me. Right. And then I go back to yeah. no, everything yeah. else. And then it happens again in three months. No, like this is, this is it for me. Yes. Now this is new, new life. Like I'm not going to, it is what it is, but it's not going to stay this way. Um, and then I was telling Dennis, I was like, you know, so for eight days in Spain, I'm going to have Jonas. He's going to be there. So I'm going to be really busy because it's like two, three hour sessions a day. And then it's just like, what, <laughs> what do you mean? We're going to, we're, we're, we're on vacation and we're doing this. And, and what do you mean? And how am I, am I alone with the, like, he was like all in his head about all this stuff. And I was like, because it's very unusual for me to do anything like this. And yes. I'm like, I need to like shift these roles that we have of like, I need some care now. Mm-hmm. Like I need to, like I take on a lot. I never ask for help. I never do this. This is going to be my thing. And I need you to fully step up and fully support me and be with the baby and for this to be unconditional. And then he was like, of course. Yes, of course. Like, yeah. but it was like a surprise. But when you like, frame it to... like that, like, yeah. yeah, like I need what this. What do you mean? Yeah. We're supposed to have vacation. I'm like, what do you mean? I'm dying. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna vacation. I can't move my fucking head. Like, what I'm are you gonna be about? a robot? <laughs> Stuck in France. Fun, fun, yes. fun European vacation. No, so we need to make that shift and and yes, convince the people around us that this is what we need, and then make that decision and make it happen. Because how much time and energy and money do we pour onto things that, in the big scheme of stuff, like doesn't matter all as much? No, I would tell anybody: spend your money on you, on not on shit that you think you need, like clothes. What fine if you have extra money for that, but first prioritize your health and your well being because your health and well being that's your mental health, your emotional health, your physical they are not separate. We've got to start stop separating them, they are one and the same. If you don't feel good in your body, 
you're not your happiest. You know, it just, that's just like, duh. Duh. I mean, <laughs> you know what so I mean? What should be included in that then? If you would um, g- give us your, um, your little recipe for, My for, recipe. for yeah. well-being success, what should yes. we be doing every single day? Everyone. Right. Well, everyone individually should find what makes them excited. Like what makes them excited? That doesn't mean you're going to have, like you're going to walk around excited, but what kind of <laughs> movement, movement or, um, you know, again, do the hobbies and things that are not necessarily moving also, but knowing that you need the recipe for better health is going to be movement because we are bodies of energy. We need to move plain and simple. And the more you move, the more energy you'll have. The more your energy you have, the better you're going to feel, the happier you're going to feel. It's and the more a, you're going to want to move. The more you're going to want to move. It's an antidote for everything, like chemical, everything, everything really. Dep- and, and, and it, you know, for those of you who had chronic pain, you need to move even more. Like stop telling yourself that you don't need to move. You need to move. Um, connect to your core, so move. But do something, like if I told you to walk five miles, but you hated walking, like that's not going to work. You're not going to keep doing that. But you're like, you know, I really like to garden. Great. Do some gardening, but move differently in the gardening. Like don't just move in one way. Dance around the garden. Like do something fun. Be playful. That's the other recipe is be more like tap into your inner child. We have all grown up way too quickly, honestly, I think. And we've lost it. Everybody's so serious. I think that's why people are kind of surprised and tend to like my classes because I I, I just give them permission to be like a kid. Have fun. Like, you don't have to come into yoga and be serious. My God. Like, that's like, <laughs> life is so serious, serious right? Enough. So I think we have to give ourselves permission to have fun. Do Skip. You know what I mean? Like, go in a grass and skip. Anybody that skips for 10 minutes, you're going to feel so freaking great. Like, do things like that that are just unexpected and things you'd never think about and and see what, like, be curious. What feels fun? Go out in the woods and walk. There's nobody that has ever complained about walking in the woods. It's just, you're convening with nature. We are coming away from, unless you live out in nature, most of us are not getting enough time um, like in the earth, near the earth. And we that's a vibration that we miss out on as well. So I would say it, whatever it is, but make it sacred. This is, this is like no money can buy this. So I don't care if you're like, I got to work, I got to work. I mean, so everybody who's no like, okay, I'm going to get a gym membership and like drags themselves yeah. to a gym that they You don't hate. like going to a gym. Don't go to a gym. Like yeah. don't go to a gym. Go and do a, do a video of something. Move yourself, put on dance music like we've talked, like dance, have a fun little dance party. Do something that feels fun for you and be curious and and like maybe there's something that you don't even know. So I think that like we also, just like we have a story about pain, we have a story about what we can do, what we can't do, what we should do. You were yesterday telling me about the Peloton. I was like, oh my God, that's not for me. But then I was like... I don't know. I haven't tried yeah, it. Right. Exactly. Exactly. My husband loves the Peloton. Like, I think he would really marry it. He loves it. <laughs> Vegan daddy, look him up. He's like, got the numbers, let me tell you. And it's really fun. I don't do it like he does, but he loves it. He loves it. And I could sit there and be like, well, he should be moving in different direction. doesn't matter. He loves it. It's great for him. So find something that you love and and stop waiting for the right time because it never going to happen. Do it now and just find a buddy, 
write it down, whatever it is, um, stick to it. It doesn't have to be a lot, but it has to be something and don't wait. Move, Move every day. Every day. Move every damn day. Move every <laughs> damn day. And doesn't matter for how long. Is 15 minutes of movement enough or do you have a, a magical number? Um, you know, for me, like I obviously it's different because this is what I do. So I move, I try and move for at least 60 minutes in some way. And then in addition to that, I'm moving. Like I'm taking my dogs for a walk. I'm walking as much as possible. I'm teaching, sitting, I'm, yeah, yeah, whatever. So I don't really have an issue with that. Uh, if you have a regular nine to five job, get up as much as you can and move. We were talking about yesterday, um, with Amanda, like how these people like, uh, measure their steps. Mm -hmm. And that has really probably been very revolutionary for people to like have an idea of how little or how much they're moving. Mm -hmm. So I think something like that is awesome because people need metrics. They're like, Oh, I moved enough. I didn't move enough. Um, because they don't know. You don't know what you don't know. Right. Like, so sometimes it's like, holy moly, I only moved 500 steps today. That's crazy. So uh, I would get something like that. But walk them down whatever the stairs. Works. Whatever works. Yeah. Whatever works. Play and with it's also kid. such a good, yeah. like, a good antidote for if you're having a low moment or a bad day or you're sad mm -hmm. about something or in your head about something. It's like the first thing, like move your body. Yeah. It's the number one way to get out and of your head and back in the moment. And yeah. And I would almost, yes, I would almost also add like reward your, like create a reward. This works really well for people who are like, they get home from work and they just want to, you know, like, oh, I want to put on Netflix. It's like, okay, I'm going to watch Netflix after I do 20 minutes of calisthenics, whatever it is, jumping jacks or high knees or walk around the block, whatever it is. But give yourself kind of like a little treat But don't forget the movement first because you will never regret that. You won't. And mm. then watch your Netflix. But you got to move first. <laughs> you move first. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I should create a puppet, you know, where everybody yes. like buys me and like, have you moved today? Have you moved? Lars says move. <laughs> oh, God. And it's so funny because also that I'm thinking about the dynamic of me and Dennis. Like Dennis who likes to like, he goes and moves for eight hours. Like he likes the long right. distance, endurance, yes. like all this. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like this is just like. No, for me, a 90 minute yoga class is like 15 minutes longer than I want it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like uh -huh. an hour, 75 minutes for me, that's, that's perfect and exactly what I need. But then I like get up and I move throughout the day and I walk yes. the dogs or I dance with the baby or I clean the house or, you know, it's just, it's just that natural piece. But the idea of sitting on a bicycle for six hours, like, please kill me. Like right. that's never, ever going to happen. But he is so, brings him so much joy. Yeah. So, so that's the thing is know what you like and just, but put it like sprinkle it in as often as you can, as often as you can. It will add years to your life. You will feel happier. I, this is a guarantee. Hmm. It's a guarantee. <laughs> I love that. I love so, it makes that. so much sense, but we need the reminder. And also I think the reminder of uh, the idea of joy. And mm -hmm. I think when people sometimes move with the idea of, I need to lose weight because I'm ugly or I'm fat. Yes. I'm not good enough. Yes. And we beat ourselves up about having to change something because we don't feel enough in the body. And then, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym or I'm going to run every day. I'm going to do yoga. But it starts out with this kind of icky feeling like mm -hmm. I'm not good. Mm -hmm. So I must look better. So I must move. Yeah. And that's a totally different type of energy. And then it's going to be really hard. You're going to have to force yourself and drag yourself to the gym. And, you know, there's a little reward after that because you have moved, but it's, it's a different type of yes. energy within the body. So finding right. what makes you happy and moving because it makes you happy. It's a, uh, that's the recipe for success. Yeah, It's not a punishment. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like, be your own best friend, be your own best friend. What would you give your best friend for advice? 
You would want them to be happy, supple, mobile, no text neck. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, it's just like eating. You eat well because it feels good to eat well, not because there's amount of calories or whatever. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just just nourish yourself, love yourself, self love. Self love. Self love. All, all the way. Yay. Thank you for I have thank you for, for days. Thank mm-hmm. you for, for flying here for help facilitating my healing. Yeah, for getting all my vertebrae, all my processes Mm -hmm. back in place and for bringing me so much joy and being such a good friend and such a motivation for me, really, truly. Thank you. Thank you. you. Likewise. I love you. I love you. (laughs) Everybody listening, you can follow Lara on Instagram, on lara.hyman on Instagram, and uh, I'll share it also on social media so you can go and find all of her videos and all her super motivating things you can do, whether you're at home or at the desk at work or you have a whole hour you want to practice. She's also on 108.com. So lots more where that comes from. And I think... I mean, you're going to be back here in June, so Mm -hmm. we'll do another episode Mm -hmm. by then. So any questions you have, write them down and save them for a couple of months. Perfect. I'll see you all next week. Big thanks to my amazing guest, Laura Hyman. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. And don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work. And of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, ZipRecruiter, Daily Harvest, and Quip. Please support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.